2: To, to funding especially um I, I think young people especially should be if, if I get, asking a young person to be start his own business and they, the economic environment does not encourage that it won't happen no matter how we talk, we talk about it we I also believe especially i'm in education and you know, one of the things I've noticed especially talking to funders of private universities who are not the presidents of their own uh, universities, all the things I've realized is that the entrepreneurial aspect of education has become a major challenge. So you can have an academic who is not entrepreneurial in thinking mm. and in mindset and therefore <coughs> is just focus on academic quality, but you need a quantity of students to be yeah. able to drive the quality of this thing. Mm. In the same way, if somebody goes to even study law, to set up a cheba. And for it to grow. You need entrepreneurship, you need entrepreneurial skills to get it to grow, mm-hmm. to, to, to even go and study medicine, to be able to in the future set up a small clinic in a village and take care of poor people. You need entrepreneurial skills to be able to do that. So, like, like, like they say, everybody's career ends up in management, but it ends actually up in your capacity to, to grow what you manage. And that's where entrepreneurship comes in you know so I, I i believe that when people go to school no matter what you are you're going you're going to study there should be there should be courses on entrepreneurship that can so you, build you, you you lean towards that program that was introduced um, a while ago where every student who goes to university has does some form of entrepreneurial entrepreneurship. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me give you a, a bonus point for your D. You told us F E E D. So let, <laughs> let, let's do, let's agree. Um, is he, let's give you Let's give you a sure bonus. Right. Because, <laughs> so, so so what's the D for? Uh, it's diversity. I I I think that what makes us as a people, what makes us unique, is. The different cultures, and the different people uh, who we are, the cultural diversity um, that we have in, in in this country, and how we should celebrate it mm-hmm. and respect it and and honor respect it. Others, I I had a lady living with me. She's a Liberian, and caught this insect and at it raw raw. And my children were like, Ew, how can you just eat? It is, it's a cultural thing, isn't it? Yeah. You, you just <laughs> drive across this country to other parts of this country and you see people eating snakes, and you go, like, oh, Go for it. You know, those petty things that we can't tolerate, we can't tolerate, we don't we Don't come to that realization that we are all raised differently, we are all culturally influenced differently, we all think differently but that is what makes us a nation the ability to be able we, we have very enlightened people who still feel that their children should be marry from a certain mm. tribe <laughs> you, you know a uh, it's, a, it's a big issue it's a big issue um in our country we, we we try to bring some amount of tribalism into our politics and that is a dangerous thing for us to do so in diversity i think that and I'm, I'm looking to and and ...where we celebrate our differences. Mm-hmm. We celebrate um, the fact that we are not the same. What makes you different from me is what actually... The, the, the thing that must attract me to you. I'll tell you what, in boarding school, that was one of the things that made boarding school very special. I had a lot of right. guests on the show That's suggest right. de and made yeah. a very compelling case for it. That's right. But I couldn't also help but... Remember that boarding school allowed you to meet people from different backgrounds, oh, exactly. from yeah. different names, yeah. sometimes different nationalities, yeah. and in a typical boys' school boarding school, you go to the bathroom long, and you're just walking about. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. excuse yeah. my language, yeah.
2: with no consciousness that this person, I don't even know them from anywhere yet, I'm batting next to the person, yeah. but those yeah. help you to appreciate that, listen, yeah. no matter where you're coming yeah. from, we are one yeah. people with one common It really I, is a leveler That's in
5: right. the, uh, That's the right. boarding school That's environment right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I
2: once had um, a <clears throat> Um, meeting with a former American ambassador. And that was the very thing he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and his point was that he thought that he's served in different African countries. And he thought that Ghana, we are better in managing our diversity. And he thinks that because of our boarding school system, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boarding school, even though I believe that at this stage in our lives, except private schools who um, can choose to go boarding, I think that public schools, we should start looking at um, the boarding school system. Uh, you also what? think you should de Yeah, I, I think so. I, I would talk about it if I had to make comments on AC's <laughs> points and what I picked All from. All right! Kinali Kimani, <laughs> you got one more supporter here for de-bordernization. right, so this is Springboard Board of Virtual University, a conversation about my ideal Ghana, and I know something. The selection is always a big issue, but I can tell you what. A great was one thing they both selected. Education was one thing they both selected. And then on the issue, yours was sanitation for your third point, yours was unemployment, couched as entrepreneurship, and then your bonus point was diversity. Mm -hmm. That's right. And essentially, your bonus point was actually unemployment (laughs) as well. When I come back from this break, we will digest the ideas they've shared and Mm cross-pollinate and find out from Bishop which idea is he shared that he would like to add to his collection and vice versa. Let me remind you that the third in the series of our core conferences comes off this Tuesday with a discussion about your wellness and your health. Sangu Dile will join us as well as the grand papa of spoken word in Ghana, DK Oseyao. The time is 10 a.m. and will be live on Zoom and on Facebook. The core program. Is for all young people aged between 18 and 35. If you are young, dynamic, and exuberant, you must be on the CORE program on Tuesday for the CORE conference at 10 a.m. Also, look out for a brand new series on the CORE Hangout on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Join comfort and guests as we empower and equip our young people to battle and prevail over the challenges of COVID-19. In the studio today, I have AC Anosaki and Bishop Titi Ofe helping us to understand their prescriptions for my ideal Ghana. It started with agriculture and on a Greek, AC's idea is simply that the SDGs are the framework for developing across the continent and beyond. And she's saying a Greek is who we are. And so as has been done with cocoa, with Craig, cocoa Board and so on, let's create centers of excellence research and marketing institutions for other crops that we consume and process all the way through and improve them. Bishop says the highest form of poverty is hunger. If you are hungry, you know it. And as a nation, we import a bit of quite a bit of our food and he's saying, let's eat what we grow and grow what we eat. And his prescription is very simple. Make a greek funky. Those are my words, not his. Make agriculture attractive for young people and celebrate Young people going to a Greek with the same strategy that was used for nurses and for teachers. Give them allowances, scholarships, and the support required to set up. On education, AC is he saying let's focus on imparting knowledge to solve our national problems? And the big prescription: make rural schools as good as urban schools, and do that by sending the very best teachers to the rural communities. <coughs> and give them good incentives. Bishop says our education must be based on the national vision, project into the next 50 years, 2070, and ask ourselves, where do we want to be as a nation? If we want to build a medical tourism hub, let's work our way backwards and start from KG to build science competence all the way through. AC says on sanitation, everyone, every home, Every office, every congregation, every school must have decent toilet facilities. And let's also recycle plastics and then explore biodegradable options alternatives to plastic products. Bishop says entrepreneurship, we must have a deliberate program to encourage young people to go into entrepreneurship, create jobs, employment, and reduce poverty and earn incomes. And he says there must be access to funding because every doctor, every lawyer, every educationist ultimately must build capacity to skill, and that comes through entrepreneurial ability. The final bonus point from the bishop is that we are one people and therefore must celebrate our diversity instead of hitting each other on the heads with our differences. True (laughs) or (laughs) false? Is that that, that a fair sum of It is. it is? is. Let me me start with you, bishop. What what did she see that you would want to pinch it out to what, what 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 you what you shared i i have always thought that um um the two leading political parties have brilliant ideas in terms of education the free shs and then the community daycare the, the community secondary schools I, I i thought that if those ideas um had had come from one source that okay free shs in community daycares in the communities Day schools have I been mean, brilliant. I, I think my wife runs a secondary school, Temple Christian International College, and um, um, it's a boarding school. So I, I don't see anything um, wrong with boarding schools. I think that the the my children went to boarding school. They learnt a lot of things. They exposed them to different cultures, etc., etc. But but I think that the era where state sponsored boarding schools were the order of the day is passed. And it's gone. It's passed and gone. I mean, nations, advanced countries like the U.K. and the um, U.S., You, how many state-sponsored boarding schools will you find? You you will not find a lot. But instead, community schools, community schools. And I think that I agree totally with you. Imagine how much we can save if, if you choose to take your child to a boarding school. You pay for it. But if there's a very good community school in your community, but you choose to go across it into a boarding facility, that is your choice, and you should pay for it, either private or public. But I believe that every community, not even the rural communities, even in their poor urban communities. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Nandabraka, and I started school in O'Reilly. In O'Reilly, I was walking to school. But my mother felt I needed a more advanced school to attend. So in, in form three, I moved to Aquinas, which I think is the, the best looking school. No, I just wanted to I know that so, yeah. um, so I went to Aquinas. Well Aquinas was good, but was, the problem was how to transport myself every day. Right to school. So and were, sometimes were you working from to Aquinas? I'm telling you, sometimes I had to walk. <laughs> Mm. When I had examination, my mother would take me to the trotro trot station and try to beg the trotro trot driver and say, listen, my son has examination. We don't have money for him to go. If he walks, he will be late. Can you please pitch, push him somewhere so for, him. for me, you know? And so the mate will always share his seat with me and push me in some corner and let, let you, me I, go. I celebrate your mother. My, my mother is an amazing woman. Wow. An amazing woman. Wow. And so you can imagine what well, um, what these would do if we have very good teachers in our rural communities, we can save a lot if we have more day schools than boarding schools. So your, your your idea seems to be that we should just restrict the free SHS to day facilities in in communities in secondary communities. schools. If that you are, choose to go for have, to a, a boarding school, you yeah, pay for it. Yeah and that will save quite a bit of the of, yeah, it's, quite so, huge come again? it's quite a huge budget it's quite a huge budget because I believe that what it, what she's saying if we see where rural um um, young people are learning from, and yet they are yeah. able to manage to get to the universities from nowhere and able to manage to get to the universities. You can then imagine if they had the same opportunities exactly. as our children have here. In now, previous editions of Springboard, I remember interviewing Mr. Ishmael yamsen yeah. and he was talking about the site too, that he went to. Yeah. And then I remember, I think, I think Alex Banfu. Also talking about the site that he went to, and one of the big conversations that came up at the time was that: Can somebody from a site to today rise to become Unilever chairman? Can somebody from a site to today rise up to become the CEO of a multinational brand, etc., etc.? But, but from what is he saying, if we equip the schools that's right. and send the best teachers it's there, a- it becomes a leveler.
5: Yeah,
2: wow, that's right. Let me come back to you, AC. what which point did Bishop make that you literally put in your pocket and added to yours?
5: You know, um, the point that he made about youth in agriculture is, I, I think, absolutely. Because you look at the cocoa industry, we have a lot of aged people within that industry. Now, a Greek is not easy. I have my garden on my porch, and sometimes I'm not successful. I have disease. I have to go and read, go Google and research. Young people have more of the ability to do that. But, a grid by itself, if they get in, they produce, and they have no outlet for their supplies, they will quickly um, decide that it's not worth doing. So, it's good to encourage young people. They have the technology. I read recently about in India, using drones where um, they can, for smallholder farms, they can tell the drones can look, take a picture of a disease and tell what pesticide should be used. Young people have more of that ability yeah. Yeah. to use technology, no. to use the knowledge yeah. that they've learned to apply yeah. to their agriculture. Yeah. So yeah. I like that idea very much and yeah. it's in my pocket. Obviously. It's right in there. Right <laughs>
2: the. This is not <laughs> worrying. We're talking about aged cocoa farmers. It's not worrying that these aged cocoa farmers are actually not educating their children in agri schools but want their children to become doctors and lawyers and engineers. Because what's and, leave, availability? and leave the village because and leave the village because so because we are not encouraging young people because yeah. for young people for, for the, the, the 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 farmer was that, listen, in my days it was alright, I started, but I don't want you to go through what we I should through. You didn't want your son to go through the hassle you also went through. <laughs> it, that's, a thing. That's, that's the thing. So,
6: the, so, so that's the that's point I'm making. So about,
5: so. It has to be attractive. That's right. Because otherwise it's yeah. not. If yeah. you see a lot of young people who are successful that's right. Um, in regards to success in even the urban centers that's in right. the in farming, it, be, it becomes more attractive. It becomes more but attractive. That's if it. it's only people who are struggling and yeah, they produce and they have to beg literally to find market for their produce, it will not be attractive. Yes. Let, to m- Let me put
2: your, your unemployment idea. It is said that three hundred and fifty thousand people enter the labour market every year, and there is no guarantee that even ten percent of them are assured of jobs in the very first year of their completion of their educational. Um, curriculum or programs. You you talk about entrepreneurship being something that we deliberately support, and a couple of people on, on this program have made a similar submission. And you are seeing that it's not just giving them support; it's going all the way to make it attractive for young people to do that. And you are seeing that on the average, we give lip service to entrepreneurial development because it's mm-hmm. tough. Mm. Um, starting the business out here.
5: It's absolutely right. I mean, starting a business is is tough. And you need a lot of hand-holding. Sometimes we assume that people can be natural entrepreneurs. There's a lot of learning that you have to learn. You fail, you learn, you restart. But it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of hand-holding, if it's possible. It takes guts to be able to do it. So, Entrepreneurship is great. I, I think we we throw it out there yeah. as entrepreneurs, let but me, it's not me, everybody let me ask who is. You in... started
2: a school. I mean, entrepreneurship could be in uh, um, education; it could be in health. Yeah. You started a school, Legacy Girls School. It's now become such a, a, a huge institution. But let's go to the beginnings. Give in a minute. Tell me what kind of support would have made the journey a bit easier than it was.
5: <laughs> when we started, we started with thirteen. I think girls. With thirteen girls. We had a vision, and we were committed to starting it. We both Elena and myself have been in business as um, private people and have years of experience in our belt, so different. However, financing was always a challenge. There was a limit to which we could grow the school. We needed to have an additional um, to have invested to be able to go to the school to the level that we are at now, and many people don't have that. You need to be able to have. It's interesting. The banks want to help you, but they want to help you when you've succeeded, but not before. Right. And and that is a challenge yeah. with entrepreneurship. So funding was a big one. Funding yeah. is a big one. Bishop,
2: you mentioned that you were very reluctant. I mean, you were you were as a parent, you couldn't help, you couldn't allow your son to go through the pain that you went through. At the startup stage, um, with the benefit of hindsight, what kind of support would have made your journey easier? Because you describe a very, a very tough start. Yeah. So, so I, 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 chose to go into higher education and um, entrepreneurship, and that requires a lot of infrastructure. And so, it requires uh, you attracting a certain caliber of people with certain caliber qualifications, and it's expensive to manage both. I thought that access to 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 fund funding would have been very good i remember speaking to um one of the former presidents and i was telling him that listen why don't you guys give private universities soft loans from the get fund and we will pay back so we build infrastructure we are able to attract the best faculty and i was just making the argument that let's do what the uk has done let's make ghana a hub of, of quality education across africa and we will pay back we will get students that will fly in from across different african countries why didn't you come back as one of you, one of your your, your your points in the ideal ghana because you have visiting <laughs> <based laughs> your school and speaking there i business. saw different nationalities that crowd right. business, yeah, there, yeah. even for your yeah. your satellite program that's right why didn't you come back that that as one of your ideas the educational hub or center where people from different nationalities come in to learn <laughs> but I had education hard education as well. But it's I didn't I I no but I also thought I would come up will come up when you start asking the questions. Right. I thought it would come up. So 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 for instance I I honestly think funding is one of the major things. And then we should as much as possible eliminate human human the interface in terms of your progression from registering your company to getting an accreditation and you see when you operate within a regulatory environment, it's a very difficult you have a business that operates within a regulatory environment. For for instance, one of the things that I always feel that it can cause a lot of difficulty for for private investors is if I if, if, if I'm producing this um, product, if I, I manufacture this product, and it takes me two years to get it approved and to sell. You know, by the time it is ready to be sold, it is no longer needed. Because right. usually entrepreneurs will spot an opportunity and they want immediately. Imagine a COVID, a COVID response solution for, for taking two years to, to that's, develop. That's right, that's right. right. So, so for instance, if I, if I go to the National Accreditation Board now and I say, okay, we tried an online um, education during the. Um, COVID lockdown and we we, we are thinking that is good we think thinking that so we want to turn an Nacra Business School into an online university the chances are that I will be asked to reapply because the first application was on an online one mm. the chances are that by the time the processes will go through and I'll be approved to start running an online program would have taken a year or two and the opportunity would have been gone. an opportunity would have gone right you see so that that is some of the challenges that people in entrepreneurship in this country will, will, will face this is the part of the program I, I like the least when we are about to wrap up but let me start with you first asking you bishop um, to comment on the sanitation issue that AC is AC feels that we can't overlook our sanitation issue and we should deal with the issue of plastics and we should also deal with the issue of um there were two things said on the sanitation.
5: Um access to yes
2: that. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I I I, I, th- I think that especially the area where yeah. we can turn our fields into riches, so that we can become filthy rich. I like the way you, you
7: know. Filthy <laughs> 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 Yeah, so we can become <laughs> filthy <laughs> rich. We like isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah. we can become filthy rich. And uh, I think Zoom Lion has done it. And I think that, well, why are we struggling with something that we can easily make money from? you know why why are we not assisted i had a lady who was studying with us on our undergraduate we are predominantly a graduate school so we have a small undergraduate department and this lady was studying there and every weekend was collecting the bottles you know Mm -hmm. and that thing she was telling me gosh, she was selling it to finance herself to come to school it is something that we have to look at as a whole nation and get young people. I like, the, I like the entrepreneurial spirit of that young lady. That's right. Mm-hmm. Final yeah. thoughts. Let me give you a chance, Isi, to comment on the diversity. I thought it was a beautiful point. You call it a soft point, but those are very key. Is your thoughts on diversity, the fact that we are one people we should therefore celebrate our differences, whether they be religious, tribal, gender, whatever. What, what do you think of that?
5: You know, we had um, an exercise in the office a couple of years ago, and that was more with our expatriate staff, and our Ghanaian staff. And the trainer started by asking us questions about some of our experiences. And we find that we all love our children. We all enjoy our food. We all drink water. There are some basics that, as humanity, makes us the same. So we need to celebrate our diversity. We are basically the same. When you cut, we will bleed we all have joys, we have sorrows. So why can't we live together?
2: Why can't we live together? And that's the message for Ghanaians as we also head towards the polls. Why can't we live together as one people, one nation with one common destiny? I can't leave without giving my guests a minute, 60 seconds each to summarize their points for the benefit of those who may have joined us just at the close. Let me start with you AC in just a minute. Just a minute.
5: agriculture, is the way we should go. There are myriad of opportunities. It will improve our health, it will create jobs for us. The young people will have work to do, and as a country, we will develop. We will have food in our bellies. We'll be strong. So I would say agriculture, we should focus on our education and our sanitation. We cannot leave any of those. And all the 17 um, development goals. Let's try and achieve it.
2: Wonderful. Let me come to you, Bishop Yufi Titi What would be your one minute summary of the thoughts you've come You had four points. How would you summarize them in a minute? Yeah, I, I, would, I, I think that um, education is one of the major routes to get out of poverty, and young people should take the education very seriously. Um, I, I, I think that if your nation nice, you will not give you a vision, create your own vision. Look at where you want to be in the next 10 years and look at the skills that you need to be able to get there and get yourself educated. Some of us would never have gotten ourselves educated if we didn't have personal visions. If we were waiting for a nation to give us a vision, we would never have gotten to where we are now. It is easier actually to to succeed than to fail. AC Anosaki and Gideon, you, of Affair, have been sharing their thoughts about their ideal Ghana. I'm sure you've written and written and written. One thing is clear. We can continue this conversation on social media. Join us on the various handles. Let's keep talking. And as we talk, one spark, one idea, one inspiration that will come to you at the right time, in the right place, could be the springboard to a greater future as we build towards a better and the ideal garden that we all look out for. Join us again next week for the sixth edition in this series. Until then, my name is Albert Okran, thanking you on behalf of Team Springboard. A big thank you to you, Bishop Tiofe. Thanks for coming. Thank you.
0: Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay and we just got a puppy.
2: Having me. It's always a joy to have you. It's always a blessing. Thank you to you. This is Thank your first you. time, but I'm sure, I hope it's you It's my first time.
5: It. I have. Right. I have enjoyed it. Thank you.
2: Right. So on behalf of Team Springboard, God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night.
6: fragmented, there's no, um, they cannot come together. So they don't have a countervailing power. Mm-hmm. And no somebody must speak for them. Somebody must take care of what they should be doing. So under the um, PNDC law, we were asked to do this. Uh, we took over the production aspect from the Ministry of Agriculture mm-hmm. and added into what was originally only the marketing operation so then you have the whole gamut of the cocoa industry and what it takes to be um, with us and um, what we have tried to do and the previous board before us has been to make sure that um, we put in place measures that would enhance the productivity of the farmer, the production of the farmer, as well as um, make sure that um, uh, whatever we get from cocoa comes to us. Uh, we should never forget, and these people tend to forget, the cocoa industry it is only one industry which brings in a huge amount of foreign exchange at one go. Yeah. Like this year, we bring in $1.3 billion, mm. just like that. We give them sometimes in two tranches. You get $700 million, and then the other later. All other industries have this small, small trickling in foreign exchange. But we come in, and that helps the Bank of Ghana tremendously in what it does. And in what uh, trying to manage the foreign exchange um, system, uh, in so doing, um, sometimes when things are really tough, that's when cocoa cocoa board come in, the cocoa farmers come in, and mm-hmm. they give all this amount must come to the Bank of Ghana, and the Bank of Ghana, in its wisdom, then gives us what rate they would give, pay the dollar, and give this to us. Mm. and then we, we manage to pay the farmers as well as all the industry and the aspects of it that we must do. This is mm. what it is. Well,
8: but Telling us about uh, Cocoa Board and everything that you do and the huge sums of money that you bring into the country. The farmers themselves, who are supposed to be the main beneficiaries of this, most of the time we've heard about the latest announcement that you made in terms of the increment in prices that you're giving them. But across board Farmers are the least beneficiaries of cocoa income in
6: the country. How come? I couldn't agree with you more because they they should get more than what they are getting now. Mm -hmm. But as I said, there are various aspects of the industry that must also be catered for. Mm
4: -hmm.
6: And this government is trying as much as possible to make sure the cocoa farmers are also given uh, uh, what we think is a realistic return for their labors. Um, my grandmother, my mother were all cocoa farmers, so I know what it takes all the snake bites and whatever you and the rest to bring. Yeah, so okay. we should normally, ordinarily, get the whole amount of money and give it to them. Mm-hmm. But no, it doesn't work that way. If you go to the terminal market where you want to sell, they cannot do it by themselves. We are the only country in the world where we have succeeded in um, managing uh, the cocoa industry to the extent that we also become the regulator. In fact, Côte d'Ivoire, remember the president telling me that he thought our system was quite good. There, the Lebanese and what have you, buy from the farmers... And then sort of ship. So what we are trying to do is to make sure that the cocoa farmers benefit mm-hmm. from what they they, they, they sort of uh, produce. And that's why um, uh, the Tetequashi Memorial Hospital, Kolibu, all these people, and various other places where we have um, uh, hospitals to cater for them. We have a scholarship scheme which is supposed to go to, I said, supposed to yeah. go to cocoa farmers. and that's farmers, because it, it almost doesn't go to the get, children of the mm-hmm. And uh, so we are trying as much as possible to uh, work on that basis. Uh, I'm sure you'll be asking a question that I'll leave it to you to ask before I answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we also want to make sure that the cocoa farmers, are taken care of in their old age mm. and make cocoa farming attractive to the younger generation, the youth. Mm. Right now, uh, those in the cocoa production business is so skewed... The majority of them are more than 65 years old. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later,
8: they'll be gone. But you're supposed to be benefiting from a scheme. Uh, when you talked about the law that set it up, the PNDC Law 81, they were supposed to be getting some insurance scheme for, for cocoa farmers. 36 years down the line. That has not happened. So,
6: my dear, you ask yourself, why is it that for 60, 36 Six years, years. Mm-hmm. this has not happened? There were problems, mm-hmm. and they needed a bit of imagination to resolve the problems. So, if we're talking about, I knew you would ask this question. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I will leave you to ask. <laughs> okay. It's been very difficult uh, that um, the, the 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 statistics were not available. Nobody knew precisely how many people. We just estimate about eight hundred farm families. Are uh, working on the cocoa industry. Mm-hmm. How many of them? How do we assure that if it's MFR who is doing this cocoa farm, gets the benefit, benefit of it? Mm-hmm. So we've been working on it. And from the time of President Kufuor, when he was president, um, he started working on this when the reform of the pension system, where you have the regular one, then tier one, tier, 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 two, tier two, tier three. three. He decided that we should also pursue the issue as mandated by the law um, to get um, um, a, a pension scheme for the cocoa farming. Mm-hmm. It was never done until now, and since we took over, we've been working seriously on it. And with the uh, pensions, uh, National Pension Authority, Regulatory Authority, we are working on it. Indeed it's taking quite some time because we needed to know that we don't pay the money to anybody else, but to okay. the cocoa farmers. And so, therefore, we needed to have, um, um, if you like, a register of cocoa farmers and who, had, who does what. And we have just finished putting together. And we are also having a management cocoa management system that we are also finished. It was launched by Mr. Digital uh, last week. uh, that Mm mean, the vice Mm -hmm. president, he's the one. Digitization is his his baby. Mm -hmm. And he launched it. And then we are hoping that before long, before the end of next month, the president will also launch the Cocoa Farmers Pension Scheme. I think all the things done, we've got the members of of the Board of Trustees because Cocoa Farmers will contribute some amount... You take off a loan from what they, 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 they are paid for their okay. money and the cocoa Board will also help with it and the totality of this then will go to a board of trustees who will then manage it. and you have to make sure that you get one distinguished and serious people, to manage the whole issue Otherwise okay. you're going to get yourself Into problems And we had to Always dot the I's and crawl the T's And to make sure that they do it So I believe that before the end Of next month okay. And pretty soon sure maybe earlier The president will launch The, the pension scheme For cocoa farmers mm. It is something that is very dear to his heart And if you see uh, Even in the last three seasons, cocoa prices have been falling from 3,000. It came at one point to 1,800 per ton. But we maintain the same price levels, and then last year increased, and this increased by, by almost 29%. The president says they have done enough for this nation, and this is the time call it payback time okay. for uh, for the cocoa farmers.
4: Uh-huh.
6: And so my dear, we've been uh, uh, not been oblivious of the contribution of the, the cocoa, cocoa farmers form. and the cocoa industry, and that is why we are, as, as you are asking, we are going mm. to get uh, the pension scheme launched before the end of this year and then it will be operational. We have nominated our own people, and uh, the, the Farmers have also nominated their own people.
8: Mm. What
6: we have to do, the onus is on us to make sure we get a good fund manager okay. who will handle it and make mm. sure that the farmers are paid. And in the system of payment, make sure that those who contribute are get those it. that get
8: Okay. The, well, So to. there's also the concern, still staying on Cocoa Board, about your annual syndication loans. Uh, in in fact in the 2020 budget for instance Cocoa Board submitted to parliament that you would spend what about 12.6 billion Ghana CDs there are concerns about the annual syndication loans that Cocoa Board is engaging in because you are getting what 1.3 billion and you are hoping to spend 12.6 billion Ghana CDs on what exactly?
6: Well my dear it's it's been going on for over 20 years Mm. but for me and I did say it at the last indication, when it was done by virtual mm-hmm. and Zoom um, technology, I did say that it's a sad commentary that this nation, being a middle-income nation, no matter how le- what level you are, we are not able to put together $1.3 billion to the extent that we have to go and always borrow. Mm-hmm. And it's not cheap. The last time, I mean million. one time uh, Sometimes the Expenses and the expenditure and whatever, billion, yeah, We come to In excess set of 70 million Dollars So I told them I said it openly And to your, some of your Younger colleagues that It's about time We put this together mm-hmm. And so if the Now that the bank system has been cleaned If the banks in Ghana Cannot de- together put uh, up um, 1.3 billion. Then we are not doing too well. We must change our style as a people, and we must learn to save, so that the banks will also have ability to learn. I have always been on the neck of the banks and saying that they are they don't uh, are not fair to us. I mean, the risk they take mm-hmm. is minimal but the interest so high and the interest they charge you sometimes has no relationship to uh, the rate that the Bank of Ghana sort of. so we need to reform all these systems and I think that um, having said that with the minister that we have this minister, Mm -hmm. he thinks the same as I do and then we think we should be able to as soon as possible begin to mobilize funds within the country for this. I have no pride at all in saying that we've been doing this for 20 years. No, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be doing that at all. We should, by now, be able to find the money and pay the farmers. And because they all come about the same time, uh, the organization and the services that it provides to the farmers, and the amount of money that we owe, uh, we cannot um, pay the farmers immediately. So we have to get the money because as soon as they give you the um, the commodity, you pay for it.
8: Okay. Uh, well, so there's corruption in the sector as well. That's something that we all corruption in the sector, corruption in the cuckoo sector. Yeah. So we've done a number of investigative pieces at um, Joy News, for instance. Quitinati has led that. The recent one we are told about. People engaging in selling uncertified cocoa and passing it as certified. Some companies have been named in that investigative piece. I don't know if that has been brought to the attention of the board just yet.
6: Yeah, I think uh, it's it's really unfortunate that these things come up from time to time. Mm
4: -hmm.
6: And uh, I believe we're doing everything we can. For example, in some instances, when the farmers, some of them are illiterate, they go to weigh their cocoa. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they make sure that a kilo or two is you not know, so. At the end of the day, when they take off all the kilo, they are getting as much as the exactly. farmer themselves mm-hmm. are, are getting. Again, as you were saying, the uncertified, see, because we have been very, very careful in how we handle our cocoa mm-hmm. and certify it, we are now going to ISO 9000. Okay. Know, the cocoa, the quality control company of the cocoa board, has got an ISO of Mm 9,000. That means we do well. Cote d'Ivoire hasn't got it. Okay. And so sometimes the borders are not concrete and wall and steel, so they will come in. But quite obviously, um, if the cocoa is not well handled, then we will not buy it. Mm -hmm. And I will not put it beyond the ingenious... Uh, some ingenious Ghanaians to bring in cocoa, which has not been well handled and which is not of the appropriate quality to bring to us. And uh, uh, we are very, very careful about that because we have a premium. Ghana cocoa has a premium on the international market. So we do need to make sure that uh, we don't allow some of these people to uh do the sort of thing they are doing, mm. so I would not challenge you at all if you said you have done your research, and also right now, for example, we are looking at the possibility of having scales okay. you know together with the standard board scales which will weigh the cocoa, Scales, electronic scales which are locked which you cannot tamper with. Okay. And that one will make sure the farmers get really... How
8: long are we going to get that? Because Well, the farmers we, have we started
6: robbed. by buying the pruners. They are expensive, okay. uh, about $100 million. And so this one, we believe that um, uh, it, it has come to the board. We have approved it in principle. Okay. What they have to do now, bring us to us um, uh, the prices and then we'll go to uh, PPA,
4: mm-hmm.
6: Public Procurement Authority, and then they give it. So I believe that within the next three months, we should be able to get the scales, which you cannot tamper with. Mm. And if anybody, any local buying company, which we call LBCs, mishandle these things, then they are struck off. So we have a system where every year we give them certificates after inspection by... Uh, quality control company, and then we make sure that um, they do what they must do. And if you are not doing the right thing, then we do uh, uh, we we strike you off okay. to the extent that, in trying to encourage Ghanaian companies to do this, I mean it's so simple. Somebody has produced; he's selling it to you. You are you are being paid. We pay them handsomely. For what they do, they have no. There's no moral justification to cheat the farmers mm. and make sure that you take off. And then, if the farmer, at the end of the day, they end up with about uh, three, four, five bags for themselves. I mean, this is it. But uh, we, unless we we change our mindset in this country and do what is right all the time we have a lot of difficulty. Mm. And that's why we are trying to block all the avenues that are available for cheating and that are available for
8: okay.
6: uh, you know doing these things.
8: Let's talk about the free fertilizer scheme that was in place before 2016. Then mm. you took over in 2017 thereabout. It was cancelled, we are told, for various reasons that was given. We've heard um, the former president, uh, Mahama, mention that once he wins power, if he wins, he will bring it back. What do you envisage will be the consequence for us as a country if that comes back?
6: Well, my dear, what we did really was to say the farmers will pay 50% mm-hmm. and we'll pay 50%. What we realized that, one, Cocoa board did not have enough money to get fertilized and give to everybody free. Mm. we didn't just have the money. It's
8: interesting that you say Kukubo didn't have the money. Sorry? It's interesting that you say Kukubo didn't have the money for yeah, that.
6: we mm. didn't have the money for that. Okay. Two, what we have come to realize, or at least I have come to realize, mm-hmm. when you give something free of charge to individuals, they misuse it. Okay. They misuse it, they sell it, they smuggle it across and whatever you and the rest. And we believe that the best thing, for example, uh, as a politician, when I was doing my politics
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
1: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. I never
6: gave my T-shirts out free of charge. Really? Never. Not one.
1: Why?
6: Because when, when you give it to them free of charge, they don't value it. They throw it away. Mm. So if the thing is five CDs, I tell <laughs> them, pay one CD. And once they have paid one CD, you look at it uh, handle it well. And so once they have contributed to it, they will handle it better. And then we have more money to buy adequate fertilizers to serve everybody. Because you cannot um, uh, buy fertilizers and say we give it to these people and sometimes even its distribution becomes political. And unless we Africans begin to think that we have one nation, one people, and that we should all uh, do uh, what's right. I mean, there are instances where, oh, this man is this party, so he didn't get, this one is this because it's free. Mm-hmm. And then those who were handling it themselves were also less than um, honest in as much as this distribution is concerned. But if I give you 10,000 CDs worth of um Fertilizers mm-hmm. and then I say, "Sell it, and you have to give me back five thousand. then make sure you give me back five thousand. It's not the best of situations, but there's nowhere also where these are g- given free of charge, okay. and I believe that you have to in all situations, you must look at a system that will be beneficial to do that you intended. To be beneficial,
0: Mm. and that
6: is why that now it becomes a political issue. It shouldn't at all. We tend to politicize everything in this country, and that, to my mind, is not. I have traveled the world. I was uh, working for the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization over twenty years, and when I became Chief chief of Africa bureau. Been to every African country. Most times they try as much as possible to be sincere with their people. But uh, we in Ghana here sometimes we think we are too clever.
4: Mm. And
6: so we, in, in trying to find um, a modus vivendi whereby we can live together, where we can live together, uh, sometimes find that what you have done is not the ideal, but it's part. Of a journey to make sure eventually we get a situation where the farmers are, are getting to okay. are, are, are being paid well. So if you let you let them pay some of it and you pay them well,
8: mm-hmm.
6: then I mean it's, it's a win-win uh, situation. So sort okay. of.
8: so free will not be the way to go for you. Free is not okay. for me. Mm-hmm. Free is not the, just just
6: right now when they they said that water is free after as a result of. Thank to you on what you Mm -hmm. did about COVID. I have a friend in the Ghana water, because I used to be minister there, who's telling the people are consuming the water like nobody's business. Mm. But when the...
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.